talking now with State Representative Todd Lippert from District 20B. Uh, good morning, Todd. Good Thank morning. you so much for coming in today. Glad to be here. We have, boy, it's been not just at the Capitol. The Capitol's been, I guess, kind of quiet as far as headlines go. <laughs> just around the world, I mean, the, you know, the civil rights trial, the Russians invading Kiev. You know, you get into things situations where the world there's so much happening around the country and around the world does that distract any of the legislators from what you're doing is there a lot of talk going on you know behind the scenes and stuff about what's happening uh, we're certainly watching uh what's happening in ukraine very closely uh and uh, my colleague frank hornstein uh took a moment of personal privilege on the floor yesterday and just shared uh, some of his family connections. His uh, his mother was in in Ukraine as as World War One was starting, and so uh, was drawing some parallels for all of us. And there was just a, a very somber uh, mood on the floor, and we took a moment of silence for the people of Ukraine yesterday. Uh, so we're watching everything very closely, um, and also staying focused on you know we have a limited time for our session and making sure we're getting our work done. Uh, so both happening at the same time. All right. Let's talk about some of the things that you've been doing this week. We've talked for quite some time, seems like last summer, about uh, pay for frontline workers. And the House has passed their version of the bill, I understand, off the floor now. Tell us about we that. We did. So we passed our version of the, of the frontline worker bonus pay bill off the floor. Um, this has been a priority of ours. There are 700,000 Minnesotans um, that uh, couldn't stay home during the pandemic. So they were either caring for us. Uh, or holding us together through the pandemic. Healthcare workers, uh, first responders, school staff, uh, those in retail, grocery, um, truck drivers, all those uh, people who couldn't stay home during the pandemic. And this bonus pay bill is a way to say uh, thank you. We appreciate the work you've done, uh, appreciate the sacrifices you've made, and um, it would be a boost to family budgets. Uh, those frontline workers would be able to apply for a $1,500 check. Uh, so we were uh, pleased to be able to get this to the finish line for uh, at least moving it off the floor in the House chamber. And we're seeing the contrast now starting to shape up between the DFL focus and the GOP focus. So the GOP has been focusing on the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, and our concerns with their plan is the way that it really would benefit the largest companies. So, for example, uh, Amazon would get $1.6 million a year in their plan. Walmart would get $6 million a year in their plan. And we have real concerns about large amounts of money in their plan going to large corporations. Uh, in contrast, we'll be focusing on workers and families and ways that we can support those who need it the most right now. Uh, the uh, one of the differences in that frontline workers is also um, who gets the money. The uh, DFL has a little bit broader perspective, I guess, on that. The uh, from what I understand, the GOP would like to see that a little more focused on you know healthcare workers and the frontline people who uh, have been working uh, you know through the pandemic. Uh, in in the healthcare industry, uh, was there quite a bit of talk about that uh, discussion about that on the floor? There was conversation about that. Uh, uh, Majority Leader Ryan Winkler um, talked about that in his speech very clearly. He said over the summer, uh, the the frontline worker uh, group that was shaping this bill and shaping the conversation heard from uh, heard from workers throughout the summer, not just in healthcare, but they heard from workers um, who. We're working across the economy, uh, people working in packing plants, for example, who, who couldn't come in, and there were outbreaks in the, 
uh, couldn't stay home, and there were outbreaks in the plant, and they needed to, to keep working. And it was people in jobs like that across our state that were keeping things going through the pandemic. So we do have a more expansive plan, and since we have a surplus, uh, we feel like a good way to use some of that surplus dollars is to make sure that we're rewarding those workers, saying thank you, and uh, boosting family budgets in a small way. Is this money going to come from the budget surplus? Yep. So this would be uh, from uh, the budget surplus. There's kind of two pots of budget surplus money. Some is ongoing. Some is one time. Uh, We feel like this is a a good use of some one time dollars uh, to put a few more dollars in some families' pockets. What's the price tag on that? So the overall uh, package is a $1 billion package. um, And, uh, you know, the GOP has been pushing a $2.7 billion package for UI. Uh, so those are some of our you know, competing proposals right now as far as, as bigger ticket items. Um, but we were pleased to get this off the House floor last night. All right. Uh, State Representative Todd Lippert is with us. Uh, Representative Lippert, I know that you have been working on your own bills. You've uh, authored several that uh, you're, you're shepherding through right now. What, uh, tell us about those. Yeah, so I uh, had a busier week this week. The session's starting to pick up. Had five different bill hearings. Uh, one that I was excited to have a hearing on in preventive health uh, relates to a testing program for people who rely on private wells. 1.2 million Minnesotans uh, rely on private wells for their drinking water. Uh, so if you live in Northfield or Lonsdale, for example, uh, you have systems in place that test that water to make sure it's safe when it comes out of your tap. People who rely on a private well, uh, they don't have that uh, that safety in place, and we, and we haven't been testing it in a comprehensive way. So this would provide support to the Department of Health to make sure they can work with local units of government and tribal governments uh, to test private wells. We know there are contamination issues in private wells across the state, whether it's nitrate, arsenic, manganese, um, and some of the uh, solutions for uh, dealing with that contamination are really simple. So if someone would find that there's contamination in their well, uh, the bill would also provide some support to help them deal with it. Sometimes it's just a few hundred dollars. Sometimes it's it's a little bit more than that. Uh, so this is a comprehensive approach to private well testing, and uh, it was well-received, and, and it, I'm hopeful that this is the time that we can get it done this session. All right. And that was in which, uh, which it committee? It was in Preventive Health, which is a, okay. a policy committee. It'll go on to health and human, uh, the uh, Health Finance Committee next. All right. Uh, are there other bills of note that you've been working on, you so, trying to get through? Yeah. Um, earlier in the week, I talked last week about the grid modernization project for Northfield uh, that I was working on. That had a hearing, and uh, that hearing went well. So we've had an, an issue in Northfield for those who have been putting solar on their roofs. Uh, they've been told by Excel that uh, they need to pay an interconnection fee, uh, sometimes up to $15,000. Others are being told they're going to have to wait two to three years uh, to get uh, their solar connected to the grid. And uh, part of it's an issue with Excel, and the PUC is going to be holding Excel accountable on that, it sounds like. But part of it's just that we need to move to a smart grid to be able to uh, get more distributed energy on the grid. And this is not uh, just unique to Northfield. This will be true for communities across the state. So we're gonna, we have a pilot project that uh, we're proposing, um, and we think it's a great fit for the renewable development account. Uh, provide some money to Northfield to develop um, a smart grid out. The city has been partnering with Nokomis Energy on this. Uh, had a good reception in the committee. My colleagues are are very supportive. Um, so I felt like we we took a good step forward in that hearing, and I'll be trying to push that along the rest of the session.
Do you know much about this? I'm I'm really intrigued by this whole grid modernization, and I I know you're 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 not a I'm not an electrical engineer, <laughs> but I have uh, but, learned some things along yeah, the way. Making that grid smart are. Are there um, different states or maybe different entities that have been working on this? Have you seen what they can do Mm -hmm. and what needs to be done? Or are you just kind of walking through this blindly? No, there's some other communities across the country that have put uh, smart grids like this in place. I was at a solar conference uh, talking this summer, talking about the challenges that we're facing in Northfield. And uh, there were people there from across the country, and they were saying that, that um, you know, there are consistent challenges everywhere, and there are basic things that we need. Uh, we need more software for the grid so that uh, the, the power can start moving in different directions to the places where it's needed. We need more storage on the grid. We need uh, different technology like smart meters. Um, so there are some basic components that can be put in place. Um, and, you know, that software can actually help understand what's happening on the grid in real time and adjustments can start happening in real time. Um, Currently, that isn't happening at all. So um, I know some of the basics of some of the things we need and uh, this this plan would put that in place and we learn a lot more by um, having Northfield uh, go through this pilot project. All right. That sounds uh, really intriguing and best of luck to you with that. Uh, Once again, State Representative Todd Lippert is with us. Uh, Other things happening at the state legislature and Any other bills or uh, events that you'd like to let people know about? So this next week on Monday, I'll have a hearing in the Agriculture Committee that I'm excited about. Uh, We have some continuous living cover crops that are really starting to get a foothold or just kind of at the edge of commercialization in Minnesota. Uh, These are crops that keep the land covered all the time uh, that would make a more resilient agriculture in the face of, you know, increasing rains due to climate change. And uh, some of these sequester significant amounts of carbon, too. The next step for them is uh, support for commercialization to help with processing and things like that. Uh, so we have a bill to, to um, help with the supply chain for continuous living cover crops uh, in the Agriculture Committee. Uh, was excited that the governors included uh, uh, these these crops in the governor's agriculture proposal will have a significant proposal uh, coming from my bill. So I'm hopeful. And then we heard uh, Senator Westrom, Republican ag lead in the Senate, is also excited about this bill. Um, so I think we can get some money across the finish line this session for these crops. And um, I'll be looking forward to that hearing on Monday. Are you talking about uh, crops like Kernza? You, Absolutely. You, yeah. you turned me on to that a couple of years ago. <laughs> I've been a Kernza fan ever since. Right. So Kernza, winter camelina, pennycress, uh, hazelnuts, elderberry, uh, also um, uh, regenerative poultry. These are, you know, we would be providing some grants to to businesses that are doing some processing in these areas. And these are all crops that have the chance to be scaled up across the upper Midwest, be good for uh, good profitable options for farmers, good for communities, uh, good for the environment too. Uh, many wins, and um, hopefully we can give those crops a boost this all year. Right. Uh, Representative Lippert, I know you've got a busy day. Anything else you'd like to pass along before we let you go? Always always glad to be here. Uh, things are just starting to heat up a little bit in the session now, and uh, people are free to contact me anytime. Uh, my email is rep.todd.lippert at house.mn. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. State Representative Todd Lippert joins us every Friday during the legislative session here on 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield. We've got Rich coming in with local news in just a moment. This ball is crushed.
Registration for Northfield Youth Baseball in-house program is open. Yes, we know there is still snow on the ground, but you must register before March 15th to get your child's name on the list for kindergarten through 8th grade in-house roster. 